Hello, and welcome to We're All Gonna Die and Other Fun Facts, a semi-regular, occasionally amusing, and rarely funny series of conversations on a random topic. This episode is entitled, This Land is Still Your Landfill, and it's about the new, old, most recent homeless gospel choir album i guess sort of we did put out a 10 inch split album about a month and a half ago so it's yeah, not the newest one not anymore. the new it well it, but it, that was a split though yeah it was that was a split and that was how many songs just well, one just one one so that was like a single with other people yeah who put out more songs than you did on that split correct so this is the new old most recent album Correct. Not the new old most recent release. It's not yes. the new release. But it's still new because the world hasn't existed, I guess. And and so our guests for this episode are some folks who know something about this land is your landfill. Friend of the podcast, person who helped get the podcast off the ground, and an and early frequent guest who hasn't been around for like 70 episodes, Derek Zanetti. Hello. And, hello, and he's joined by Matt Miller, who um, also who's wrote like the guys wrote the songs. The the people who wrote the songs for the new old most recent Homeless Gospel Choir album called "This Land Is Your Landfill" are here to talk about this record. That well, I guess one of the things we have to talk about is the pandemic is still. I mean, we're we're vaccinated up enough to be able to do this in person, but you hadn't played these songs really in front of people though i did see a couple shows and then then the world ended and so how ironic you made a record where a lot of the songs are about the sort of environment becoming environmental catastrophe including the the cover art and then the environmental catastrophe actually happened yeah it's not like we predicted it it's just pretty obvious that it was going to go that way <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, didn't take much. <laughs> we were betting on a dominant. We were betting. We were betting on a dominant bet to begin with. Like, yeah, it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, we have. Um, you have heard us play some of these songs live because we've played a number of shows in Pittsburgh um, of these of these songs, but we have not played any shows since the record has come out, which on April twenty fourth will be one year. Wow. Yeah, I feel like we were gonna be on tour when the record came out. Correct. We were supposed to be in like I don't know, Baltimore or something. Mm -hmm. Somewhere on the East Coast. So close to home. We're supposed to be in yeah, somewhere in Virginia or something like that, yeah. Um but yeah, we had we had a whole year's worth of tours planned in this country and in other countries too. Um, Canada, the UK, Europe. Um, and they just um, we were just grounded for a year and are still grounded almost up yeah, past a year of being grounded we are we are still grounded yeah which I guess this beg the question uh, you know uh, this disruption this pandemic this it what it's done to art and what it's done to music you know because there's just there's a cycle there's a formula right you put out a record you tour on that record you maybe shoot some videos for that record um do podcasts and stuff and all of that has ceased correct yeah and so what is, I, I wonder about that is you know it's such a great record thanks yeah it's such a great record but then you know it it, 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 it it's hit it's like a hidden record like it's a hidden gem in this way that it shouldn't be it should just be this record everybody knows about and thinks is cool but instead it's um i got a copy thanks yeah that's dope <laughs> yeah i bought one thank you i have a copy too <laughs> i give mine to my dad oh cool no so but what does that mean for you all as you know you made this thing that Again, I, I think this speaks to me. I mean, these songs are great. I mean, the uh, the Razor Cake review is spot on as this being this this sort of like classic album that's not going to age. That is also a realization of you always wanted to be in the Pixies, and now you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of way. I mean, right? You made you made Pixies. I think that yes. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm telling you, Derek. I'm also <laughs> telling me I'm welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I remember whenever Barker was like, oh, those 90s bands, they're gonna, those, those 90s revival bands, they're gonna eat their heart out on this record. I'm like, you gotta be stuck in the 90s to know how to do it right. <laughs> it's done. I think one thing that is, uh, um, good and bad about punk rock is that hopefully whenever you're making music that is um, urgent and you're making music that is political in nature or, or has substance of topical conversation of the moment that there is not an expiration date on the songs but an expiration date on the urgency of how exciting and how um, fervent you are about showing people that art mm. and I think because you know the songs were written well over a year before they were recorded and released wow. that like those songs are still great songs and I still yeah. like them and I look forward to playing all of them live in the future but I also had to go ahead and write Matt and I both had to write new we had new feelings I mean yeah this is the biggest thing that in my in my life in our lifetime this pandemic is the biggest thing that's ever happened to all of us ever period it's affected everybody in a big huge drastic way and like there's just new feelings and new thoughts and new songs about like now so yes I'm excited about showing those songs but I'm also moving on from it too yeah well I guess you know that is the me personally but I think that's the great thing about punk and I think it's the great thing about truly creative people is that lack of complacency and that lack of you know, I know of another Pittsburgh band that they had problems with their label and it wasn't necessarily that the world had changed, it just they didn't want to stand still. And so I, I remember going to a CD release show back when it was called a CD release show and they played three songs off the CD because those songs are old and we got new stuff. And so I think there's also something to be said for the fact that, yeah, you haven't stood still you haven't rested on your laurels you again I mean the way that the homeless gospel choir project um the last time you were on this podcast 70 some episodes ago Matt wasn't in the band in no. fact there was no band that is correct there was no band so you know the fact that this whole thing has grown and evolved over the years and so when will it become the homeless gospel orchestra I guess is what I'm asking mm -hmm. is when when are you going to put out that Metallica S and M record version of these songs. Right, right away. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Right immediately. Immediately, as fast as we can. Five's a lot. We don't even know what it's going to be like when all five of us try to write a song together. Because even on this record, me and Derek and Megan are the only three that are on it. Uh -huh. Craig and Mora are only they. They just jumped on as our friends so that we could play them live because we needed five people we needed a drummer yeah. and another guitarist and another yeah. singer so that's the only song we've done together is the one from the split Gulp Gulp Effect, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we still weren't even in the same room we still had to like send, a, send each other's uh, tracks back and forth so we, wow. we have never like been able to be like hey does everybody like how long this verse is or like does everybody think that my part sucks? <laughs> like, we didn't do that yet, so we have we're good on the orchestra. I think right now it feels that feels like a lot of people because we don't know what it's going to be like yet. Because I guess then the other thing is you know the insider baseball people don't maybe know. So you and Craig are in Harrisburg, yeah. and Megan and Mora are in Cincinnati, and yeah. Derek you're in Pittsburgh, and so you're doing the whole I seventy sort of thing. Mm -hmm. The I seventy shuffle, yeah. And so that's also is a very interesting approach to putting a band together. I guess we don't have to talk about like what, what you know, making this leap from Derek with the acoustic guitar to Derek with the electric guitar and then a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. and, and it seemed to me just from talking to you and knowing you personally, like this was an idea that's been in motion for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how did it come about? How did it... <clears throat> When was it time for you to, like, I'm going to make the leap? Or was it a question of, I've done everything I could do myself, and this is just the next thing that I want? I, or how did that work? I think there's probably a bit of both of that. Um, I had always, 
even from the inception of it, always heard more than just acoustic guitar in the songs. Mm. I always would hear other instrumentation and other arrangements happening as the music was going. And I still do, even when I play by myself, I always hear little parts. And um, I didn't have the uh, ability or... Um, I didn't have the ability or the even the, the knowledge of how I was going to put a band together for a year. So I just never thought about it. I just never, I was like, oh, I'm just going out acoustic. These are the songs that I'm doing. This is just the thing that I'm, I'm doing. Um, and uh, I was on tour in Europe um, and the Arkells were playing after me every night and I had a chance to play. They would come and be my backing band and they would come up on stage and would play songs together. And I loved the way that that felt. And I loved the way... Not that I've achieved everything that I could possibly do with an acoustic guitar. That'd be extraordinarily arrogant to say. Um, But I I didn't feel like doing it by myself anymore. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like having it be uh, just a, a me thing anymore. And when I was in Europe, I called Matt... And I told him what I, how I felt, and I was like, I, I think I want to go for it and, and be in a band, and I think I want you to be in that band, and I think I want you to write these songs with me and be in my band with me, and let's see what we can... These are the songs that I'm... These are the sounds that I'm hearing. This is the way that I'm feeling. And we were able to pretty immediately, in my humble opinion, uh, gather a language that was congruent between the both of us so that we were able to communicate the, the sounds that we wanted to make. And that's kind of how, you know, it started for, for, and I came home, and we, we hung out, and we started to get some songs together. Yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah, I feel like you were just like, I, I next time I tour, I want to do it with a band. And I, and I was like, yeah, well, if we write stuff, you know, and then, because I was on, I used to be so young, yeah. I played like on the court on and stuff, so like, there's always been like little peppers yeah. here and there of like, and we just always knew each other. And I was like, yeah, let's write some stuff. And, and you're like, cool, here's like three songs that I wrote. There's like th- Here's like three phone memos. And I was like, cool, yeah. And then I just did garage band arrangements and we're like, what do you think? And then he didn't tell me he didn't like them. So then I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Cool. <laughs> so he, didn't say, he didn't say no to, what I, to whatever my arrangement was. So I was like, yeah, this is dope. And then the more we talked about it, the more like comfortable we both were of just like, just like doing whatever it took to, until both of us were happy with it. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah. I never wrote like that before. I never collaborated with anybody like that in a way to where it was like we're both writing the same thing. Mm. It's very different. Like, you know, I'd write music and somebody else would write words or somebody else would, you know, write all of it and I'd change a chord here and there. But it was never like, like dude would send me like, Derek would send me like a verse and be like, what do you think? And I'd be like, Here's the second verse. What do you think? <laughs> wow. And if we like it, then we just mm-hmm. figured it out before we even were in the same room together. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really weird. It's it's great. Yeah. So you, does your brain feel differently writing like that? I always like to get into people's mental states in terms of like yeah. how that, well, we have how your to, thinking changes. Because there's two of us writing you, like mm-hmm. lyrics and stuff. You have to be more like... It helped. It, like you have to like we both have to think the same thing. So you have to like do you know what I mean? Like so like if we don't yeah. agree on something or if we both don't agree on a phrasing, then we can't use it. You know what I mean? So but if it was up to me, like maybe I would say something a different way if it was just me writing, and and if you would and if Derek was just writing, I'm sure he wouldn't have to run it. Bon- like you wouldn't have like you have to have like a group think in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's two people writing the same first person song <laughs> that's weird right so like yeah, yeah you totally have to like think a little bit more in, in character a little mm. bit more like you're writing for a specific outcome rather than just to mm. see what happens mm. and throw shit at it which is different also too like all my songwriting was I'm writing these songs and I hear these other instrumentations so I can literally make anything I want to make the song sound like that. But this is the first time I've ever written songs to be performed live as a band. It's the first time I've ever written songs like, my intention is to write songs so that they can be played as a loud live punk rock band. Not, I can also play these songs acoustic because they wouldn't sound anywhere close to good if I, I mean, they'd be fine, but they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have the same feel as my other songs have 
whenever I knew that I could just go out and play them acoustic. Like these songs were crafted to be played as a loud band. Yeah. And so then does that, yeah. I want to get into this lyric thing because I think also, I mean, there's the ways that these songs are urgent, the way these songs are, you know, the apocalypse or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, whatever. You know, whatever America feels like right now or whatever the world feels like right now. Mm-hmm. And is that also a thing? Because I think, what, you write music to connect with an audience, but now you're writing to connect. Actually, the writing is the connection, I guess. Yeah. Is that. Sure. You know, and is that a, a helped you, Derek, in, in terms of thinking about what the Homeless Gospel Choir is or what those songs are about? Do you think that has brought something new to the ideas behind the songs? Like, especially lyrically. Can you ask me that question again? Sure. I oh. was thinking about what, like, does the, this new collaborative version. Sure. This new band, full band version, and this way that you're writing um, is already connected with another person. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, say, you writing and thinking about how am I going to connect to just me and this audience. Sure. Has that brought new ideas and made new ideas possible? Yes. Um, before, in all my songwriting, um, I was my own safety net as well. And I feel like with this new type of songwriting, I have an immediate sounding board mm. of Matt. Where, like there is a the, the song grows as we as we build it together it's growing it's not as much as here's three verses a chorus and a bridge let's jim let's 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 jackhammer it in there to make sure that it goes it's this is the idea this is this is the goal of the song and we kind of build it from the ground together which is like of course it changes the way that I write a song, but it also gives me the freedom to be more creative in many ways, yeah. to be daring to do things and to be brave and to try things that I wouldn't have otherwise tried with myself in a capo and four chords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing like Hank Williams style country songs. I agree. I think it's the same way for me. It's like, um, there are things like, you know, th- there's like things that we like do that we push each other to do in different ways, like because when I would write my own songs, um, in like small pollen or anything else I did, that's me and Craig's other thing. I wouldn't like I don't have like choruses, but like now it's like I get to write like I it's it's such a different challenge to try to write like to say something or say it twice in the same song. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it's so cool to be like oh okay okay I don't feel so bad. And the other thing that rules about it is when you have somebody to write with, you can be more objective about like tech about like little techniques and weird things you're doing with the lyrics and you can be like more objective and be like that's something i would like even if even if that is my line in this song you don't have like the same kind of like ownership over it doesn't be yeah. uh, you know, i mean there's i'm not as self-conscious about any of it and it's all coming out of his mouth anyway <laughs> 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 but yeah i think that rules like yeah. that like you, you the, to write together like that changes how you think it's going to be heard and it even changes like yeah it even changes from song to song mm-hmm. like when we're doing it and everything yeah which then you know leads me to this other thing and thinking about the ways that I'm going to open this beer and it's going to be annoying give me a second that's okay let's try to talk over no I'll talk over no that, that sounds good I'm sure that sounds great <coughs> and I'm going to put compression on this you know when it's done so really yeah. shine this turd yeah I'm going to really shine this up um, the post-production is just amazing on this podcast. No, no just kidding. Um, so Donald Trump's not president anymore. Yes. How about that? How's that working out for everybody? It's fucking rad. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> think about him. It's actually sick. Because for the... Can I just say this for... Just to, to say out loud. For four years, yeah. that motherfucker is all I thought about. Truthfully. Like, yeah. he was living rent-free in my mind super hard for four years. And like, now... I don't think about him at all. Shit's fucked. Totally. No yeah. two ways about it. But at least that huge piece of the equation is missing. And it's been, for me, life-changing. I saw a thing on The Guardian the other day, and it was like, 
it's like Donald Trump's popularity is finally is finally dwindling. Less people are clicking on articles about him. That was like the headline. And I was like, this is a real catch twenty two. <laughs> do I just take that at face value? Or do I click on this article that says less people are clicking on a Donald Trump articles? I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it sit. I yeah, guess. I can't work can't read it. I can't get my attention to it. That was too funny. I thought that was weird. Yeah. And so then, you know, that's the I guess the other thing about thinking about this record in particular. I mean, he does get mentioned mm-hmm. in in global warming. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets name dropped. Name dropped in global he's warming. He's mentioned in another song too. But if you keep the president vague, and yeah. then you just talk about the president and his shitty children, turns out we didn't have to wait too long. <laughs> 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 what is it, six weeks yeah, in, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's so. It turns out we didn't have to wait that long for yeah. uh, for that to still be relevant. Indeed. Um, and so, like, is that also another feeling? Because if you're saying he's living rent free in your head and you're, you know, mind melding yeah. interpretive community as you're writing these songs, I mean, is that going to feel different whenever shows are a thing again? In regards to what? In regards to maybe this album as a an artifact of the Trump era. Or as a way of, again, that way that I think we all felt he lived rent-free in mm. our brains and that just psychic fatigue. Sure. Which I remember hearing, you know, hearing these songs as they were building and then finally playing the record when I, when I got a record. Um, and just saying like, wow, yeah, this is... This is what I'm thinking and feeling right now. This is how this era feels. And I was grading all day today. I was going to put the record on, and, and but I had to grade. I had to grade student podcasts, go figure, so I couldn't listen. And here we are. And here we are making the podcast. I, I think it's, I think it's a I think it's a snapshot. I think it's a photo of time yeah. that like we can look we can we Matt and Megan and I as people who played on that record can look back on it and say we. This is exactly how I. This is exactly how I felt whenever all that was happening. Yeah, and like this, these songs reflect that time very accurately, in yes. my opinion. And so, how do those? You know, is you're imagining when shows are a thing again, and mm-hmm. probably, probably the My Pillow guy is wrong. Probably, I'm guessing Donald Trump is not going to be president again again in August. I don't think. I'm not banking on that. Yeah, I'm not banking on that either. Yeah. yeah. But say you know. There's an outdoor show you can play in August. Mm-hmm. You know, how is that going to feel? Is that, f- like, something you have to, like, then tap into or think your way into? Or is that still immediate? Um, those those sentiments, those ways that this record very much feels of that era. Yeah. Well, I don't think it feels... I don't feel like just... I don't... Personally, I don't think just because there's a Democrat in... That doesn't change global waste... Yeah. That doesn't change consumerism. That doesn't change religious oppression. Yeah. That doesn't change sexism. That doesn't change most of the shit that we're on about whenever we're talking yeah. political stuff. And it also uh, didn't really affect my mental health as, as much as I was hoping it would. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I still, you know, I still feel weird uh, as a person, no matter who's, no matter who's running this country into the ground. It doesn't. Yeah. So for me, it doesn't feel like it's that. It's. It's that big of a jump. I mean, we name checked Donald Trump, but like, no, that's a joke. That's a yeah. that's a joke line. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. that's a punchline. Yeah, and thank you for saying that because I was actually really you know because Biden is in town today, the day yeah. we're recording this, and he heard of, he heard we were together. He yeah. knew that we were writing new songs. He wanted to come over we to Hazelwood. We told you know, him fuck that. We were yeah. like, here comes a new boss, same as the old boss, yeah. and a writer am I right? Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, it, like <laughs> I literally woke up this morning and realized, like, you know, yeah. President Biden's gonna be in my area code. That's that kind of bums me out. Yeah, that still sucks. fucking bums me out. And it's like, I mean, that immediate like heightened blood pressure anger is gone oh, totally. for me and for a lot of people. But it is still. But this, it, it yeah. doesn't go away. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, that all his all his cronies are 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 still acting up. Yeah, yeah. mucking about, acting like a knob. Yeah. They're acting like they don't need to wear masks or, or to help each other they're acting like uh, you know everything's yeah. the end of the world yeah. and they're gonna you know they hope that cop gets off sure off the truck like they hope that that guy doesn't get convicted all yeah. his like, so like to me it doesn't really feel like the world is a different I don't feel like society is a different place yeah. I should say 
just because there's a Democrat. I feel like there's still half the country. Sure. The but that, the really irritating the really irritating bell or the woodpecker that's usually in the back of my mind is just not there as much. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. A, it's not the loudest voice in the room. Yeah, anymore. yeah. I mean, my hopelessness about this era this is obscure reference, but there's that play in the '73 World Series where Willie Mays is trying to score, and the catcher had the ball standing on a home plate, and Willie Mays had four strides to still get the home plate. That's what America feels like. Today. <laughs> like America's Willie Mays. Like, oh, it was good once. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not that fast a runner anymore, and <laughs> he gets tagged out because. The catcher had the ball for forever, and then he just pleads with the umpire, like, "Come on, man, call me safe." And yeah. it's like that's 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 my feeling of what America is. Willie Mays in the '73 World Series, <laughs> which is your word for it. Yeah, sorry, sorry. but that's I'm where my really brain sorry. goes. I don't know what that means, but yeah. yeah, but just you know, out at home plate. Yeah, which is very much you know. The, I mean, I mean, there's songs like "There's Young and in Love," which is and punk as fuck. There's yeah, and punk as fuck, which you know. Then there's a bunch of stuff that's about social media that feels like that's every bit as relevant. Like, that yeah. didn't go anywhere, and people are still wilding out on there. Yeah. Yeah, never read the comments on a WJAC TV Facebook news post. No. no. I still do sometimes. I look. I look. Because yeah. I just need... I don't know why I look, but I just need to feel that pain. Mm -hmm. I am currently obsessing over... Uh, local Harrisburg politics the mayor race and the city council race huh? is dirty and it is a blast and that is what's been taken all my off I'll, I'll send you a link you gotta check out some oh shit yeah I'll, I'll get on yeah, they're yeah. wild and they're all democrats just eating each other alive. oh yeah no Pittsburgh is about to go in that direction okay. I think with Bill Peduto Peduto and, and the rest of it yeah yeah so hopefully we get rid of Peduto yeah but, he sucks yeah yeah, so let's see what else. So we're in late capitalism, late democracy, and you you made a Pixies record. Did our best. Yeah, we did our best. But yeah, I mean, and I also I think I want to say too, there's also this long history between the two of you. Because of course Matt was in Beagle Club, and we've talked about Beagle Club so many times as this truly inspirational... And this might be what changed my life, period. Yeah. In, 2000, in 2005, in March of 2005, end of February, beginning of March of 2005, I went out to Johnstown for some sort of like an all-day-long fire hall type show. It was like six bucks maybe, maybe cheaper. It might have been four bucks. And all these local bands were playing. And I saw Beagle Club play for the first time and it blew my mind. And just... I knew that... I knew that it was special... And I knew that I loved it. And I knew that I wanted those guys to be my friend. And here I am. And we had mutual friends. So yeah. it was a really easy introduction to each other. Yeah, mm -hmm. in long yeah. So I guess we should talk about the other Wonka children in yes. the band. Yeah. Sure. And so how did you put, I mean, you know, when you're passing out the golden tickets. Okay. Uh, who did you pass them out to and what were you thinking? Well, Matt, before I even met Craig, that's not true. I had met Craig. I saw Craig play in Small Poland one time. He's like, I got you. Craig's the best. Craig's going to do it. I just mm -hmm. know it. It's going to work out. Just trust me on this one. I was like, sick. That's that. Craig's the boy. We call him the boy Craig. Mm -hmm. And the boy was the boy. And he did he did all the things that you require of the boy to do. And he does it with a smile on his face. And he's great. Um, yeah. I play in two other things with him. And he's just like... He's just my drummer now. And I was just like, ah, I got the guy. Y'all, you I, go ahead and find everybody. Let me know who else we're playing with. But I know the drummer. I was like, I'm telling you, it's Craig. Yeah. And I'm glad he said he would do it. Yeah. I am too. I love Craig Luckman. He's the best. He's a great drummer and a great, great, uh, great buddy on the road. Um, he'll always surprise you with like a nugget. Like we were talking, we were talking about the Cloudbuster one time, and all of a sudden, Craig, who's been quiet for like four states in a row, not a peep. Well, I have some information I'd like to share with you about the Cloudbuster, and just laid out facts <laughs> and dates and stats and everything, like new details. It was great. Um, as you far really as really like him, 
Yeah, you'll love. Yeah, you'll love. You'll love Craig. You'll he's love. the smartest one out of all of us. Yeah, uh, as far as yeah, like he's the most well-read, well-rounded in art. Um, has the best music taste. He's just he's just cool. Doesn't pretend. That won't pretend. Doesn't. Sometimes, I, yeah, <laughs> won't pretend. I'll just say that he doesn't pretend. Um, Maura and Megan. Um, I had known Maura for quite some time. They played in. She played in mixtapes. And um, we had grown close when she was dating Zach Quinn from Pears, and Zach mm-hmm. and I did some touring together. And she came along as like a tour manager, overseer, and we just became closer buds then. And um, Megan Schroer plays in Boys, which is a pop punk band that I do love, and. Um, I just asked. I just, I just asked. I said, "Hey, this is these. This is the idea that I have. This is the band that I want to put together." Matt and I had some uh, Garage Band demo songs that we had put together. Um, very rough demos, and just like this is the vibe of the direction that these songs are going to go into. Does this sound like something you'd be interested in playing? And a band from Pittsburgh that you would like to join? Um, would like to play. Would like to go on tour. Would like to make records. Would like to be a real band. Are you in? And they were both heard the songs and they both said that they wanted to be in. So we didn't have to. I never had to. Luckily for me and uh, the people at FedEx Kinkos, I never had to make copies of "Do You Want to Be in My Band" flyer and put them on the phone pole. I <laughs> no didn't auditions. Have, yeah. I didn't have to no do audition. any auditioning. I didn't have to go to Guitar Center and ring a bell. Um, you we, know, we met to be like. Okay, in like three days we're playing that Pittsburgh show. Like, we didn't. We there was there was no other option. It was just that's who the band was going to be. We just didn't. We just didn't play it together mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, but they're way better. All three of them are the best musicians in the band. They're great. And and it's just it was just we just really lucked out because we don't have we just get to like I just get to pretend like I'm in the Pixies like you said. I just get to go. And then know that everybody else is actually going to be on time. <laughs> like there are nights where I jumped out into the crowd and rolled around in my own sweat and filth, and then tried to, like, perch my chubby ass back up on stage, and I knocked Megan's bass. Like I kicked her cable out, and I kicked her power supply out, and like completely ruined her, ruined her, her, her moment there. And then like I had to go ahead and plug it all in, and she didn't miss a beat. She just played, hit the pedal, tuned it, and boom, she's right back into it. That's cool, and I, I remember that because that was on my birthday. It was like your first band rehearsal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went and I went. And so that was up. like what that would have been. The, that would have been the first time we all met each other. Wow. So like I I didn't know Cincinnati, and and then Cincinnati didn't know Harrisburg, but we all knew him. Mm-hmm. But that was it. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you went. Well, to well I guess that's not true because Megan, Megan recorded. Yeah, that we. That's right. We did have the whole record done. By the time we did, that's true. That's yeah. true. So yeah, I guess I did know Megan actually. Never yeah. mind, that's not true. But I did, that had, that was the first time that Craig and Mora and since joined the, the that's the first time that I I met Mora. I saw her play before, but I never met her. Was that stressful or was that? Yeah, <laughs> I never. I any other time I've ever played, I've been really comfortable around the people. Like I don't care how good of a musician they are, as long. But if they're my friends, then I don't feel self conscious. But yeah, I was really nervous that I wasn't going to cut it around wow. people that I didn't know. I didn't know if they would think my parts were cool or if I was cool. You know what I mean? I had no idea. Yeah, it was really stressful. Mm-hmm. I just trusted him. He just kept telling me that they were cool yeah. and that it was going to be all right. And, and it, Megan was cool. And then she was super tight with Maura. And she convinced, like, it's going to be cool. I'm going to talk yeah. her into, yeah. We're, we're, like everybody, yeah, like once I met Megan and once Megan was good and creative in the songs in the studio... I wasn't worried about that anymore. I was like, well, there's three of us now, at least. And I was yeah. like, and I guarantee I got the drummer. I know that guy. And then I was like, yeah, okay. I, I, I believe that it wasn't their abilities, that, I, but it was stressed me out that, yeah, that maybe I would be like, everybody's going to get along with each other except for me and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I didn't know. Wow. Yeah. But the demos that we, the demos that we put together were A, simple enough, and B, smart and catchy enough. That it, was, it was, they're very welcoming. Like, it was something that... Mm. We can all do this. We can do this yeah. together. And then we made it. We, we really made it together when we were together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you went and lived in a van together. We did. Twice. Twice. Three times. We, we, did, we, did, a third, we did a third U.S. Just like a, a, a you know, four-day little run. But, yeah, we did a full U.S. Went all the way out to California. 
traveled the deserts together. Um, Bonded. Slept yep. in sketchy hotels. Slept mm-hmm. in really fancy, that really fancy hotel in Philadelphia. Like, stayed on people's floors. It was great. The tour, the, both the tours were great. We did a headliner with Ramona. And that oh. that was the one we booked ourselves, DIY. And we just, like, played coffee shops and um, basements and things like that. It was great. It was. And then we did the, we did the full U.S. with Harley Poe. And then we did a, we did in the van um, with anti-flag and suicide machines for the Christmas shows. Cool. Black Christmas shows. Yes. So what's next then? Now we we talked a lot about the past. Mm-hmm. So what I mean, it also it still feels weird to talk about the future because is there is That's there going to the be a problem, future? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a future? And the past still feels like you like you were saying everything was on pause. So it, it just feels like it's it is it the past or is it just continuation of is this day two of quarantine <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah is it is it march 2020 still yeah is it it's is it exactly uh well we wrote a new one we're, we're ready to go we had some time so <laughs> he and i wrote another record <laughs> we're gonna see what that's like but we're psyched because it's the first time that we'll all be like there will be input from from Laura and and craig oh. you know so it'll be a different It'll be a different thing. We want to take these songs, show them the, 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 the bare skeleton of them, come into a room and see how they take life from there. Yeah. The we demoed it the same way, which is just like tacky garage band demos and gets a point across, but it's not. But then it'll all change once we're actually all together, which we have not been able to do yet. We did in Eastern Maryland. We got together. Oh, that, yeah. In like. That was in like uh, October. too. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. we did. We wrote like two songs, mm-hmm. and then then we did that split song. Yeah, yeah, and that was all separated. But yeah, we have. There's um. There's uh. There's talk about uh. uh well, they're not talk. We have uh, an EP due to come out this spring slash summer. Um, on. Uh, well, I don't. Th- I think it'll be later than that. Maybe even yeah. Because I don't know how long it takes records to get pressed right now. Like I heard, I don't know if plants are backed up or yeah. what, but. As soon as we can, we're gonna we're gonna go to Cincinnati and we're gonna record two songs for a split, and then we're gonna we're gonna just do those cold. We're just gonna record. We're gonna see what happens, mm-hmm. and then after that, with the full record, we're gonna like we're gonna take some time and rehearse it together before we actually book studio time mm-hmm. for these first two songs. We're just gonna book it and see what happens. <laughs> We have a pretty good idea about the songs. I think the songs we have the structure is there. Um, they're familiar. They'll be familiar with the songs by the time we get into the studio. So, um, but we're not going in there completely blind. But the the fact that we're going to have a chance to rehearse a number of times, go away, work on the songs, massage it all out. I'm stoked about it. Yeah, and then hopefully be able to at some point, I guess, tour on two records at the same time, or or yeah, certainly. certainly. Yeah, we're not in the biggest hurry to get back in front of crowds because we haven't seen each other, let alone yeah. a bunch of other people. So like, I think it it that's that would totally make me feel like it was like weird if we were just like, okay, here comes the this land is your landfill tour like a year later like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's kind of weird it's just they're gonna just right away end up in the like there's not gonna be a tour for the record yeah but, you know by the time we get in front of crowds we'll be playing newer songs um, in addition to these songs kind of like that other Pittsburgh band you were talking about that yeah, yeah it'll or Husker Du I mean there's yeah. always that story about Husker Du by the end of that tour the set list was the next record right Radiohead too. yeah yep because they would just keep going. And so how do these new songs feel different or speak about maybe different things or maybe this different emotional place that we're all in because of you know. Yeah. So the split is the split is intentionally sort of like me we each wrote a song, Derek and I, and then we kind of wrote it we inexplicably and didn't really talk about this kind of wrote like sort of like Hope you're doing okay out there, buddy. Songs to each other. Like, we each mm. wrote a quarantine song for the other one, which is really weird. Oh, so wow. That does, so that's why we're going to lump those two songs together. Then after that, it's not really... 
it's not as like overtly anything. I can't really tell exactly what the what the what the other like the full length thing is gonna all the way. I'm not ready to like explain. No, what it's it not is right. yet. I don't know what it is yet until we're all because I real I honestly want it to be about all of us, all five of us, like exploring what the thing is, and we'll 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 have a better answer once. We're not the only two involved anymore. Yeah. Does that make oh, sense? No, that makes perfect yeah. sense. And I'm looking forward to that podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> that we can do. Yeah, and you can have that many people in your house again. Once. Yeah, it'll be sick. all yeah. five of us. Gonna be sick. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And the songs are 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 structured, and the skeleton of them are together, and the idea and the thoughts are there. It's just not. Yeah, they're not. They're not ready to be um, dissected yet, for sure. I understand. Well, it's, it's exciting again being being friends with both of you and always feeling like both of you we're all sort of in some way on the same wavelength. Yeah, and it's right. it's a it's a it's a real pleasure and gift to know people that you're like, oh, this person totally gets it, or this person's alive with me at the same moment. Totally right. Which is nice. Which is fun. Nice to hear too. And it's yeah. it's also just important to say. That Matt, we love you very much, mm-hmm. and you're a great friend, and we love that you do this podcast, and um, you're the best. You're a, you're a sweet, sweet boy. I try to be. I've um, um, I wasn't always, and here you are, the sweetest, well, the sweetest elf in the cookie tree. Yes. <laughs> so now I think it's time for the bottom five. Okay. Yeah, let's let's just transition to the bottom five then. Now now that we've had this lovely moment of saying, you know, we love each other, which is important. Yes. And yeah, these people in my house, it's so cool. And there's vaccinated people in my house. And I'm excited. <laughs> it's so cool. You know. Um it's now time for the bottom five. A series of questions not related to our main topic that are of a surrealistic and or philosophical nature. And of course the rule is when we have multiple guests, you must agree on your answer. Yeah. And we get to have this unique insight into perhaps the the homeless gospel choir songwriting mind meld. Yes. As because you have okay. to talk it out on sure. the hot mic. I remember the last time the two of us were on one together, we left the room and then had to guess to see. <laughs> yes. But this time around, we're doing it. We're doing it right. Right. We're doing it live. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I should have actually pulled out the old pulled out the old form to make sure not asking the same question. No, no, we but yeah. oh well, I, I took a nap. It's, I graded all day today. I took a nap, exactly. and now I'm doing this podcast. No, I love it. All right. Oh, question plus one. Our answers may have changed. Yeah, yeah plus your answers might have changed. All right. Question one. Okay. What is a thing that most people seem to be afraid of that you are not? Is there a thing that most people seem to be afraid of that you're not? Uh, oh, there's a telling look. This is. My... I don't think I'm afraid of dying. Uh, I can't say that for sure. Not okay. me. Um. I'm. Hmm. I would say I would say being in front of other people, but it, I'm still scared to death. But I still vomit before every show almost. So like, that's a, uh, I'm not afraid of insects. I know I'm not saying most people. Like I'm not afraid of like big big spiders or anything. I'm not afraid of that either. I'm not afraid of barehanding a mouse from the house to get it out. A lot of people don't like those kind of things. Yeah, I would not do that. Are you afraid of that? I'm not really afraid of that. Yeah, that sounds good. Vermin. Vermin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Vermin. Vermin. All right. Question two. Name a film world you would like to visit or perhaps live in permanently. If you could gumby your way into a DVD box. I think we could give us three, two, one. This one, right? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Pee-wee yeah. Herman. Pee-wee, Pee-wee Herman's world. Fair enough. Pee-wee Herman's world. Yeah. All right. The, yeah. the Playhouse... Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, like his, like you could, we could go to his house and see. Hang out with Cowboy Curtis. Hang out with yeah. Miss Yvonne. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hang out on Cherry. We are big fans. Ah! We are big fans of Pee-wee. Yeah. All right. There we go. That was easy. Question three. It's an afterlife question. Okay. What would your idea of purgatory be like? Uh, long drives on tour. 
Yeah, driving from Chicago to Minneapolis in the snowstorm when the winds are whipping and Cody's sweating bullets and we're already an hour late for the show. That's what, if it's, we're, yeah, we're always an hour away from it. Here's what Purgatory is. We're an hour away from Minneapolis. It's snowing. <laughs> we just spent money to get the van fixed, but we're still not all the way sure that it's, that it was done right. That was hell, though. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, Purgatory would just be like, just like a, a never-ending, are we there yet? Road yeah. trip for me. You know what I mean? Like, stopped between, like, Driving oh, on your day off. You have a day off in between off shows, us. and it's an 11-hour drive on your day off yes. because the next day you have to wake up at 8 a.m. to drive another eight hours to get there. Day off drive days are purgatory, for sure. And they're fun. Like, we love, we all enjoy each other's company in the van. can be. But your butt is seriously just, like, just absolutely numb. And there's some people that in, the, in our van, in our band, that just don't, don't like, I mean, nobody likes to be in the van for 10 hours. But just certain people just need more space, and it, it the van just doesn't provide that. It's ten. It got, I mean, it didn't get tense, but a little bit. You feel you feel some people weren't happy, but nobody ever. Nobody was ever uh, mean. Yeah, everybody was civil. Yeah. Long van drives. Long van drives. All right. Question four. Uh, what mundane daily activity gives you the most joy? Mundane daily activity, doing the dishes, walking the dog. I, I would say probably for me, it's like my morning routine that I do. Like I wake up, I have a drink, I sit down, I okay. have like a morning routine. If I could do anything in the world, I would be a professional can opener. I love opening cans. So let's try to find something in the middle. Of <laughs> kitchen, kitchen, kitchen work. work, meal prep. I love to do meal prep. Okay. Yeah. Um, like um, slicing carrots. I can slice a carrot. Yeah, I, I like cook, cook. Mundane is cooking for sure. I cook all the time. And canning, opening cans is certainly a, a huge step in the cooking process. Yeah. About the can opener. I love some that. meals don't happen. That's true. So yeah, I guess in the, in the middle of the yeah we have something some sort of some sort of kitchen. I like I like. I don't do them often. I let them pile up dishes, but once I get, once I once I get to it, I'm into it. But I don't really. I'm not very routine about anything to tell you the truth. Like, uh, so I don't know. I'll go with yours. Yeah. All right. Kitchen work. All right. Question five. You're almost through this. Okay. And this one has a a limited number of possible answers. So. Okay. What is your least favorite month? only 12 to choose from right but what are those 12 January there's one do you think January is 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 your least favorite yeah I think like January as a overall month probably feels the worst because there's like no end in sight Mm -mm -mm. of Pennsylvania winter you got two more months you got two on each on each end you know what I mean like you're just like yeah I, I feel like that's probably it's that's probably been the, cold, and it's gonna be cold. The low point is, or or December for me. Maybe it is December because you, because there's even January. <laughs> then sure. it's not only like winter. There's saying? winter and forced merriment. That's yeah. For oh, that's what I was gonna get. that's what I was gonna get at. Yeah, there's like the traditional side of it that feels more like oh, it feels like it feels weirder every year for me. Like mm. the every time the holiday season rolls around, it it feels like it says even less to me about my own life. So yeah, I'm gonna say December. But if you want to say, January, I, I would agree. I, I think that has changed for me greatly over the years too. Where I don't think I was ever someone who loved the holidays, but I certainly am someone now who dreads them. Yeah, mm. I, do I don't think I ever loved them. I think I played ball. But I certainly dread them now. Mm. Like I think about it, and I know that I'm not doing. And maybe this is just me being absolutely selfish, and I can I can take that for sure. But I don't get any pleasure out of it myself. I know that I'm doing it completely performative for people in my life to say that I've I've participated. And in most cases of my life, I would consider that to be a great 
Um, uh, 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 it's terrible. A, a, a terrible trait of a human being. But I do it. I certainly do it. Yeah, most people probably... I don't know. I can't say most, but most people I know definitely do it out of more of a sense of obligation. And the more... Yeah, they just, it just seems weird. Right? Yeah. So you want to say de- December? Yeah, December's fine. All right. December. December. Because okay. you were right about the forced marriage. It yeah. was shit January. Plus shit January, I was like, yeah, January makes me want to die. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. No one really expects anything of you, January. January is usually where I just lay around and, you know, eat. Yeah. But December, there's a bunch of stuff where you got to get out and you got to pretend New Year's, Christmas. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now that Christmas starts in October. Yeah. yeah. There's no hope. So I think that's about it. Okay. Our next episode will eventually happen, and uh, it's going to be about something. It's people, you know. We're doing this on Zoom now, too, you know. So get out of here. Yeah, I'm no longer like shackled by geography. Um, so that's something good to happen in the pandemic, I guess. Not that I have time to do these or feel like doing them, but hey, it'll happen. It'll be about something with with a guest and everything. Our homepage, where you can find new and old episodes, is GonnaDiePodcast.com. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, and if I remember, we're on Mixcloud. Follow us on Twitter at at GonnaDiePodcast, and we're all gonna die is on Facebook. Thank you so much, Andrew Fox, for our new awesome theme music. Yes, remember him. And thanks to our guests, Derek and Matt. Later, Meats. Thanks, Matt. Bye.